Assalamu alaikum. Today is Thursday, the twenty-eighth uh, of April, two thousand and twenty-two. Uh, and in our broadcasts, reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number three hundred and six. And uh, in this, we are looking at the Holy Quran, chapter uh, 2, verse 99. And uh, this is the third part of our considering the words of this verse of the, uh, of the Holy Quran. Just to remind you that these broadcasts are brought to you by the Ahmadiyya Anjuman Lahore which was founded by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib of Qadiyah. And his teaching was that although other Muslims say that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad, another Prophet will come, this cannot be correct because the Holy Quran addresses the Holy Prophet Muhammad as Khatmun Nabiyyin, and the Holy Prophet himself explained the meaning of this term by saying, <clears throat> There is no prophet after him. So that means neither a new prophet nor an old prophet, no one can come. Hazrat uh, Mirza Ghulam Ahmad taught that he was the Mujaddid who came to reform the wrong interpretations and beliefs of the Muslims. And he came in accordance with the Hadith of the Holy Prophet that uh, when there is a need, God will appoint reformers. In Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, believed that he was one such reform. His distinction was that the Holy Prophet Muhammad had used for him the titles Messiah and Mahdi. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, the promised Messiah, also taught that Muslims showed too much haste to declare each other heretics. He pointed to uh, the saying of the Holy Prophet Muhammad where the Holy Prophet said that uh, if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima that you are a kafir, that you are a heretic, then the title of heretic applies to the person saying that. 
So we must remember this. <coughs> and Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad told that although people say that some prophetic revelation that the Holy Prophet received has been missed out from the Holy Quran. Other parts of the Holy Quran are abrogated, are cancelled. This cannot be true because God says in the Holy Quran that I have revealed it and I am going to be a guardian over it. So if God is guarding the, the, the Holy Quran, how can any prophetic revelation have been missed out from them? And further, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed said that jihad is a fundamental duty of every Muslim. But jihad as defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad who when returning from fighting, said Muslims are returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad. And then he explained that the major jihad is jihad bin nafs. Struggling with your own soul, with your own desires. That is the real jihad. But of course, if you are attacked with the sword, then you have to defend yourself with the sword. There's no point in going out and making a fine speech when the man is waving a sword to cut your head off. But uh, <clears throat> it doesn't mean that you take the sword and start killing people if they don't embrace Islam. Let us go to chapter 2 verse 99. <laughs> Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Walakad Anzalna Ilaika Aya Timbeinat Wamaya Furubiha Illal Fasihud And we indeed have revealed to you clear messages and no one disbelieves them except the transgressors. So today we are going to look at the word Bajinat. This word, its uh, root is Ba Ya Nun, 
and uh, in the Holy Quran you find 13 words, 13 different words made by using these three characters. And in total, words made from this root occur in the Holy Quran 523 times. They, they belong, they all belong to the same family. Okay. And uh, I can find my notes, my usual complaint. Two hundred and sixty-six times it occurs as Bain. The three words, uh, the, the, the three letters, just three letters. 119 times as Mubi. 71 times as Bayinat. Bayinat. 35 times as Bayanu. And uh, 18 times as the Bayana. And then we have once or twice in this kind of thing. And it basically means to make clear, clarify, he made clear, Allah made clear, to explain, because that is what making clear is. We are explaining something. But uh, become clear. Chapter 49, verse 6, you can translate that as investigate, because you're trying to clear something. Then as noun, Chapter 3, verse 138, a declaration. Chapter 55, verse 2, a speech. Chapter 75, verse 19, an explanation. The Urdu word bayan, to explain, to say, comes from this. It also means between two things, division of two things. And this is where the meaning clarify comes. That you have clarity and confusion. So, you know, between clarity and confusion, which one is it? And this word says it is clarity make clear. <clears throat> so let's look at this in a bit more detail and uh, basically as I said before the meaning becomes clarity because 
Albainu means that the, the distance between two things. For example, the Holy Quran says in chapter 30, uh, 32, verse 18, And uh, the a field was created between them. So you're separating two things, as I said. Two things were being separated. <clears throat> the same way, uh, uh, chapter 26, verse 88, Yoma la yanfau. The day when your wealth won't benefit you and your children won't benefit you. And uh, <clears throat> it is worth remembering that we are talking about basically separating two things so that they may be clear, there might be clarity, as I said in the beginning. <clears throat> I'm trying to move this to get my notes clearer. Right, okay, that's a bit better. So this is like, as I said, when I mentioned the field, it's like a boundary. So you're cutting two things off, one from another. When you draw a line, what have you done? If you take land, you draw a line. <coughs> And you say, well, this side belongs to A, that side, the side belongs to B. But that makes clear which part of the land belongs to whom. The commonly used Urdu term, Talak and Bain, it, it's a term that jurists have coined. It's a bit like uh, <clears throat> decree absolute in, 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 in the UK. You have de decree nisi, which is like a temporary divorce and you still have six weeks in which to change your mind and go back to the court and say, no, no, we don't want a divorce. <coughs> It's never happened, but facility is there. Well, it might have happened, but might, I don't know of any instance. But anyway, to get back to this, and then you have decree absolute. And that finally cuts off the thread between husband and wife the relationship that's called matrimony is cut.
As I said, this is a term coined by jurists, uh, and it, it's not uh, um, in the Holy Quran. But anyway, to get to get back to our topic, al bayan. Al bayan means to clarify something, to make it clear. So something that was hidden for it to appear. You know, take an example, you've got trees in the garden and now you would know which tree is going to bear apples and which is going to bear pears and so on because you planted them. But someone who comes in and it's winter, they wouldn't know. The trees look the same to them, especially new trees. But when buds begin to appear, when leaves begin to appear, it is at that time that it becomes clear which is the pear tree and which is the cherry tree and cherry tree and which is the apple tree. So this word is used by Yanashajara. That is, that uh, leaves began to appear or buds began to appear on the tree because they make clear what tree it is. They distinguish it from other trees. This is a pear tree, not an apple tree, not a cherry tree, you know. Now, and this thing, this word, this concept also applies to any argument, any guidance. Now, in, in the Holy Quran, this word, the Bayinan, is used opposite which means to hide <clears throat> and katama both mean to hide this is the opposite of those words and that is one way of determining the meanings of the words of the holy quran that you say okay uh, here is a verse of the holy quran which uses both words and it says one is the opposite of the other so if we know the meaning of the other, we know the meaning of ikhfa mean, means to hide. And this word is used as the opposite of ikhfa. So this word must mean to show, to make clear, or unhide, if there is such a word. Now, the Holy Quran is called Kitabun Mubi, chapter 5, verse 15. What does that mean? In book, in the, the, the book, the guidance, which is open and clear, nothing hidden. And uh, it's open and clear. 
because God revealed it to the Holy Prophet Muhammad through divine revelation. And this was an important uh, question that the Holy Prophet Muhammad was asked. His companions, Rajiullah they said to the Holy Prophet Sallam, they said, O Prophet of Allah, amongst the Israelites, one Prophet would come and bring guidance. And then after he died, people would go astray. They'd forget what the message was or they might uh, misinterpret it. Or if it's inconvenient, they might deliberately twist it. You know the story about fishing? Saturday is the day off for people who follow the Judaic religion. And they're not supposed to do anything, but anything at all on that day. So what they used to do was they used to take their rods and go and sit uh, by the riverside or the sea and fish. And on Sunday they would sell that fish. And if anyone would say to them, you know, you're working, they'd say, no, we're not working. This is our hobby. We're just having fun. Who says we're working? Is fishing my job? My job is ploughing the field or whatever else it was. And that was what the Holy Prophet Jesus fought against, that sort of attitude. So this question was asked to the Holy Prophet Muhammad that when uh, a prophet would come among the Jewish people and when that prophet would die, then uh, what would happen uh, was that uh, his uh, guidance, his teaching that he received through revelation would either be forgotten or it will be twisted and its meaning would be changed and, and so on. Now, if no prophet is going to come among the Muslims, then what will happen to the Muslims? You know, Muslims are human beings and they are going to do something similar. Then the Holy Prophet himself said, well, you know, Whatever wrong the Jews have done, you will follow in their footsteps and do everything wrong that they've done. So what will happen? And the Holy Prophet then, in that context, he said that uh, in Islam there are no prophets, but there will be reformers. And uh, the Holy Prophet used the term a hundred years and uh, but uh, I think he was generally meant um, a long time rather than strictly in, in the sense of counting a hundred years because if you take it to be exactly a hundred years as you would count them on a calendar then uh, which calendar was he talking about the lunar calendar or the solar calendar the two were different in length. So the century is different in length. 
but then when do you measure that century from? From the birth of the Holy Prophet? From when the Holy Prophet migrated to Medina? Because Hazrat Umar arbitrarily picked the date of migration from which to start the Muslim calendar. Or the passing away of the, uh, the Holy Prophet Muhammad? What? Which one are you going to, uh, to choose? And there are many other complications that arise. Um, but that, that is a separate story. But the Holy Prophet said reformers would come. Actually, he said, God will send reformers. And that's the important point. God will send reformers. Now, many people say, well, the Holy Prophet came and the Holy Prophet went uh, and he died and he was the last of the prophets. Now, you know, God doesn't uh, uh, speak to people. He doesn't guide them. He doesn't uh, do anything. He just says, Quran is clear. Get on with it. Well, that is obviously not correct, is it? People who argue that Jesus has gone up to heavens, use the Holy Quran. People who say Jesus has died, use the Holy Quran. People who say Jesus had a father, Joseph was his father, use the Holy Quran. People who believe in immaculate conception of Jesus, use the, uh, the Holy Quran. People who say that uh, we should take uh, the sword and go and kill people, if they don't embrace Islam, they argue from the Holy Quran. People who say, no, this is against the Quranic teaching, and Quran says uh, that everyone has a right to hold whatever religion uh, they believe, they use the Holy Quran. So who's going to decide what is correct? And that was the point that Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Sahib made and that was, he said, that God revealed to me that Jesus has passed away. The Holy Prophet Jesus has passed away. But then he checked that against the Holy Quran or from the Holy Quran to see whether it was correct. And he found 30 verses. I mean, there's one simple one. Oh, Jesus, I'll cause you to die and then I'll elevate you. So if anything went up, if it was physical, it was a dead body because Jesus had to die first. So Hazrat Sahib said, well, what it means is that Jesus will die and then elevate means he'll be cleared of all the abuse and all the false charges and so on against him. And we know that the Holy Prophet came and he cleared Jesus uh, from all the allegations and so on that had been made against him uh, by uh, the Jewish people. So that's a perfect verse from which to explain that. And so on, he found 29 more verses of the Holy Quran. But the, the important point is that he said, that God told him. 
And that is the important thing to remember. That in many of the things where he changed Muslim thinking, he said, God has told me. And then I checked with the Holy Quran about the concept of jihad. Hazrat Sahib wrote to King of Afghanistan, for example, and said, you know, your Malbis are giving you the wrong concept of jihad. It's not correct. And if you don't reform this, this will be a disservice to Muslims and Islam, and you are the one who will suffer most. And look at Afghanistan and how it has suffered over the last 30, 40 years, killing and etc., uh, uh, etc. Et yes, prophetic revelation cannot come now. No one can now come and say, you know, don't pray five times a day, pray seven times a day or pray three times a day. But the interpretation of things, there, there were many things. There were many things that weren't clear at the time of the Holy Prophet. Uh, about, uh, there were many things, sorry, that didn't exist at the time of the Holy Prophet. So about them, guidance will not be clear. You know, example, organ transplant wasn't there. In those places where uh, it's darkness for six months and light for six months, how do you uh, pray there? How do you fast there? What do you do? And many other things. These things, these Guidance is needed as science and technology and other things move on. You know, now someone has uh, uh, created um, a human organ. Someone has used a pig to create a human organ. I, I forget which organ it is, whether it's the heart or uh, kidneys or whatever it is, but it has been done. The question is, Muslims are forbidden to eat the swine's flesh. So, does that mean that they cannot uh, use this uh, cultivated organ, so to speak? We need someone to guide. But if one scholar comes up with one explanation, another scholar comes up with, an, with another explanation, who should we believe? And why should we believe one as opposed to another? Until one says that God has sent me and he's told me this is the decision and gives you the decision. So although the Holy Quran has made things clear, to apply them clearly to every time and place and so on, you still need people who get divine guidance. With that, I take my leave of you with a prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, Khuda Hafiz and goodbye.